Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is MPB News. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Monday, April 27th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, the governor loosens restrictions in his latest safer-at-home order and why some Mississippi residents say it isn't enough. Then the attorney general says China should be held legally responsible for damages to Mississippi, plus navigating business insurance claims during a pandemic. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Some Mississippi businesses will begin to reopen this week as the state continues to relax restrictions during the coronavirus pandemic. Governor Tate Reeves' safer at home order starts today and will allow certain businesses the opportunity to open their doors for the first time in weeks. At his daily briefing on Friday, Reeves laid out the vision for his new executive order. It urges all Mississippians to stay home except for essential travel. That's still the safest behavior. It tells all who the federal task force guidelines have defined as most vulnerable to shelter in place. That means the elderly, people with pre-existing conditions, people whose immune systems are compromised. The order bans all social or non-essential gatherings of 10 or more. That is still illegal in Mississippi and it will be enforced. It also changes the part of our strategy that has given me the most heartache. For almost every Mississippian, it will no longer be impossible to work. We are allowing most closed businesses to reopen under certain health and safety mandates developed with our health department. I wish we could open up for everybody, but we're still not at that point yet. I won't take any action that our health experts tell me creates unreasonable risk. So there are still some categories of businesses that will have to stay closed. Places of amusement or entertainment, things like movie theaters, bars, and museums. Businesses that cannot avoid sustained person-to-person contact, salons, gyms, clubs, spas, tattoo parlors, and barbershops, will remain closed to the public. You can still sell excess supplies by phone or the Internet. I know that's not enough, but maybe it can help keep the lights on. I want you to open. We're just not there yet, and there's one step of gradual reopening. Your day will come as soon as it is safe. I promise. 
Another provision of the revised order is relaxed restrictions on medical procedures. The safer-at-home order will allow certain procedures under the guidance of the health department to resume. Dr. Thomas Dobbs is the state health officer. A lot of people are in need of medical attention that they put off for a month or so. Uh, so we're working very close um, with our docs, our hospitals, our clinics, our ambulatory surgery centers, and we're going to have um, not only as part of the executive order to help them, again, in a measured cautious, thoughtful way, start getting back to work so that they can take care of people with more urgent medical needs, um, but also have a pathway for more, uh, you know, getting back to normal medical care sort of scenario. And the same sort of process is happening with the Board of Dental Examiners so that we can uh, get back to much-needed dental care. Because this is going to be a new temporary normal. This isn't going to be resolved within a month. We're still going to be dealing with this. We've got to find a way to coexist with this in a way that it's safe. But to reiterate, even though we're making these sort of slow and measured steps toward uh, reopening Mississippi, still the most important things that people can do are in their own hands. It's going to be maintaining social distancing, not attending social gatherings, making sure it's important to be around the same people you're going to be around, right? So if you're around 10 people but they're different people all throughout the day, that doesn't really count. Right, you're going to be exposed to different folks. Wearing a mask in public, those sorts of basic things that we know are very important, um, are going to be the most important thing. Far more important, even than some of these, you know, restrictions that we've had to go through over the past over the past weeks. During the pandemic, Governor Reeves has stated his decisions would be guided by data and science. He's often pointed to the state's record unemployment as one metric that informs his actions. He says this decision was weighed carefully by examining health metrics county by county. Dr. Thomas Dobbs says the data shows new hospitalizations are already or are steady or declining, indicating the state is headed in the right direction. Based on our understanding of new cases coming in, hospital utilization, which has been steady or declining in several measures. Also looking at our influenza-like illness data or surveillance data on people who come to the emergency room with illnesses that are consistent with COVID-19, we've seen pretty steady and um, significant declines over the past several weeks. That doesn't mean that we have absolute confidence that we've passed our peak, but it, these are very strong indicators that we're on the right path. Um, The data and certainly the science and the guidelines support this very cautious, measured, but appropriate step toward bringing us back a little bit closer to normalcy. Our order is statewide. We looked closely at doing this on a regional basis. We looked at every county's data in detail. Ultimately, Dr. Dobbs and I concluded that this was a measured step and there is no county or city in the state where this would be unsafe. This safer at home order is not a return to normal. I wish it was. I know one day we will. Today is not that day. We believe that it is safe and appropriate to take these steps. Dr. Dobbs and our health department have been critical in developing these rules. They are based on data, investigation, and science. Some Mississippians have joined the national movement to protest state-level business restrictions. Reopen Mississippi, an action group demanding the governor fully open the state, paraded in cars around the governor's mansion Saturday. 
MPB's Ashley Norwood was at the scene. Protester Don Hartness of Ellisville told her his restaurant and food business has lost thousands of dollars during the state lockdown. What we're doing today basically is letting the citizens make the decision on opening the state, not politicians. Uh, I don't have anything against Tate Reeves or President Trump, but let the people decide. Open it up 100%, then let me make the decision on whether or not I want to go in that establishment. Give you the choice. If I'm sick or elderly and I don't want to go, that's fine. they got a choice. Let a healthy person have a choice to get out and go where they need to go. Well, SIP is shelter in place equals house arrest. If you remember, Attorney General uh, Barr said the other day in, in his meeting that he is getting with the governors. He's sending something over to the Justice Department about the overreach of some of our governors actually shutting businesses down. I know. So this is the freedom drive. Basically, it's a freedom thing. It's, it's to let the citizens make the choice. We hire politicians. We pay them. They ought to be listening to us. It's our decision on whether or not I want to go in that restaurant and sit down and eat. Not, and, the, and, and the owners are the ones taking the hits. Their pocketbooks are being hit. They pay taxes. So after this is over, the first thing you're going to hear is that we need a tax increase to pay for all this that we've suffered for the last three or four months. What did you think about the governor's announcement yesterday about reopening? Uh, I don't like stair steps because if you don't, I was talking to a restaurant yesterday that has 59 employees when he's full tilt. He's now down to seven. He said, if I open a little bit and I allow this, he said, I hire two more. Where does that help me with the 59 that are unemployed, you know, or the rest of them that are unemployed from that seven? Uh, so let the, let the citizens and the restaurants and whomever, the nail salons, the barbershops, uh, let, them, let, let the customer make the decision if they want to go or not. I don't, you know, if we get 100, 125, 150, uh, we're just making a statement that we want to reopen Mississippi. Two weeks is a little slow, uh, a little slow, and the numbers have got to go down consecutively two weeks. So if we do a lot of testing, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be the numbers are going to maintain, and we're never going to open up. Uh, we can't wait till uh, June, July, August. Are we going to send our kids back to school? They're going to stay home. I mean, it, it's a domino effect of what this what this is doing. Yeah, I think there's another one coming up. I think May 1st it's going to be out here. I've looked into it a little bit, but I haven't done much research on it. But if it's the same thing, then I'll be here again. No, I'm just a grassroots, just like the rest of these guys. We're just grassroots Americans, Mississippians. Thank you so much. You got it. Don Hartness is a reopened Mississippi protester from Ellisville. The Mississippi Department of Health is continuing its aggressive testing strategy this week through additional one-day collection sites. One site will be available tomorrow in Clay County at the West Point Civic Center. Anyone experiencing symptoms related to COVID-19 and feels they should be tested must first go through a free screening from a UMMC clinician through the C Spire Health UMMC triage app. To stay up to date with the latest coronavirus news in Mississippi, visit mpbonline.org slash coronavirus. Coming up, the Attorney General says China should be held legally responsible for damages to Mississippi. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, an associate professor of preventive medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. 
Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Attorney General Lynn Fitch is preparing to file a lawsuit against China to hold the communist nation accountable for deaths, head injuries and serious health injuries, rather, and serious economic loss caused by the COVID-19 crisis. Fitch's case will seek damages under the Foreign Sovereign Immunities Act and is similar to a case filed last week by the state of Missouri. Attorney General Fitch shares why she's prioritizing this legal action. China has not been a very good global citizen. This could have been avoided. Um, Lives could have been saved. Businesses could have been spared if China had not been engaged in a very malicious and dangerous cover-up. You look at it, they silenced doctors, journalists, whistleblowers, and they kept us from making necessary preparations. So China knew the danger but allowed it to spread rather than alert the world. So they're they're not allowed to get a pass. They cannot be allowed to act with impunity. What kind of damages are you seeking? Well, we'll be looking at damages across the board. Uh, Certainly it has affected all levels for Mississippians. Uh, Our suit is going to be very similar to the suit filed by Missouri. The Foreign Sovereign Immunities Act, which was passed in 1976, is to protect foreign sovereigns from the burdens of litigation. However, there are exceptions. this act. So, for example, neither Chinese businesses nor the Communist Party can claim immunity. Um, So we have an end to go after them, as we should. Um, Again, if you look at the damages, it's just been substantial. In Mississippi alone, as of today, we have um, over 201 deaths. We've had over 5,000 positive cases of the coronavirus. And it just really changed um, our economic stability. There's been a tremendous loss for us. You know, prior to the COVID, um, Mississippi unemployment was at 5.3%. And now we've had five straight weeks of unemployment claims, which have been in the millions. And unemployment is expected to be anywhere from 50 to 20% this month. This is alarming. Um, And it's it's very damaging to the state of Mississippi. You say that the immunity can be waived in this case, that there are exceptions. Where would this case be heard? In what court? We'll move into federal court. um, But this is certainly a pass forward for us. Um, Given the the enormous damage to life and livelihood, uh, I believe that we can make sure that China not only pays for this now, but that they think twice before deceiving the world again. In January and February, more than a dozen times, President Trump praised President Xi. He said repeatedly that uh, Xi was working hard and professionally and that the U.S. would continue helping China. What changed? Why is that different now? Well, I think we've all realized that this was a very malicious and dangerous cover-up, that they neglected to tell us truly what was happening. And it affected all of us, and it caused loss across the board. Um, So, you know, you're seeing members of Congress and President Trump uh, to to step up, file this case in the International Court of Justice. Um, I think you'll see concerted efforts across the board because it's truly harmed our entire nation. 
Do you think it was intentional that the cover-up happened because it got out of hand or that there was an intentional choice to deceive the United States and perhaps other countries in the world? I think we'll continue as we go through these lawsuits to continue to see what pathway they chose. But you can see by the evidence, they ended up silencing doctors who talked about the dangers of this virus, journalists, um, the whistleblowers that came forward. Um, so they knew this was on the horizon. So there has to be some intent um, in order to protect and, and to, to be a part of this cover-up. You indicated that you wrote a letter to Mississippi's representatives and senators for support. Have you gotten that support? They've been very gracious. They've all received the letter. They're all looking at it. Um, there's already been um, a request uh, as late as 22 members of Congress um, been very supportive. Um, it was filed by a couple of members of Congress already to, to change the legislation to this Foreign Sovereign Immunities Act which would create an exception for American lawsuits, which would be very specific to the coronavirus. Have you filed the lawsuit or about to file the lawsuit? We're in the process of preparing the lawsuit. We're assembling our team. There's been overwhelming interest in the legal community to be involved. Again, everyone wants to seek uh, justice for all these individuals, these business owners, farmers, workers, hospitals, you know, who have truly suffered as a result of this Chinese uh, cover-up. Uh, we've all been affected. Everyone has, to some degree, um, suffered, has been damaged, and uh, it's, it's really changed the way that we live. Once the lawsuit is filed, how long do you think it will take, or what, what, it, what would be the normal procedure uh, length of time that it would be addressed? Well, that's always a good question, um, in the court system, we'll just have to determine as we go through the pathway. It, it may take a, a little while. We'll have a lot of discovery. We'll have um, different legal processes and procedures that must be met. So I can't put a time limit on it, but we will be making known that all Mississippians um, have the right to be protected and that justice will be served for Mississippi. Attorney General Lynn Fitch, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Coming up, navigating business insurance claims during a pandemic. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Right now, mpbonline.org is your resource to stay up to date on the news about COVID-19. The coronavirus is a worldwide pandemic, and MPB is here to let you know how that affects Mississippi. mpbonline.org has an entire section dedicated to the coronavirus with links and updates from the Center for Disease Control and the Mississippi Department of Health. Visit our website right now, mpbonline.org, to find out what you need to know. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. The pandemic and the related economic shutdown is causing financial damage to businesses unseen since the Great Depression. With the outbreak of the coronavirus, some business owners may be wondering whether their insurance policies cover losses resulting from a business shutdown or other losses related to the coronavirus. Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney has the answers. Uh, business interruption insurance is a supplemental type policy that most businesses can purchase or should purchase uh, since all oh, for the last 15 years since 2005 
most of the ISO forms, that's the International Service Organization, have eliminated uh, viruses, bacterial infections, and microorganism infections of certain types uh, from any business interruption insurance and also what we call civil authority. Uh, that's where a government, state, or federal may shut down a business. And the only way you would be covered is to have actual physical damage. So that's all up in the air because the virus itself does not cause physical damage, although there have been lawsuits already filed within the last 30 days, uh, one by an oyster house in New Orleans and there are various around the countries. But by and large, the courts will have to settle some of those issues out for us. The policies themselves uh, do not cover pandemics. It's an important uh, for people to understand that uh, there are several state governments that are trying to retroactively cover business interruption when it's not included in a policy that a consumer or a business bought and that they never paid a premium for. And that in itself is just um, that's really controversial. Because well, I can understand. Like the, I can understand why there would be questions because if local government or state government is closing down a business or saying you know you can't be open. Uh, because of this pandemic, that's beyond the business owner's power. Yeah, it, that, that's correct, and it's called civil authority. So uh, that, that that's going to end up with a, a lot of lawsuits all over it. But most of the areas in Mississippi that are affected by that order would be the Gulf Coast. The casinos have most of the casinos have purchased non-admitted policies, which have business interruption coverage included with them. A couple have admitted companies, and uh, we've been able to help them work through their problems on whether or not they're covered. But people like Dennis, who have no interruption insurance at all, uh, have questioned us about what they should do. Should they sue? And we tell them they really need to work with their insurance company and their agents uh, before they go to that posture because – uh, we we can't tell them what to do. We can just say it's not covered in your policy. It's up to you as to whether or not you want to sue. you got to consider whether it's in your best interest if you're going to file a claim because down the road you still negate, need insurance. What other supplemental insurance policies for business owners might lend them to uh, submit a claim and have it honored? They may be able to prove physical damage uh, because the, the virus itself caused them to shut down. So they need to work with the insurance companies. And most companies are willing to sit down and work with you. Uh, so they, they will work with you if you'll sit down and work with them. So we, we've been able to avoid lawsuits in Mississippi so far at this point. But in regard to businesses, the advice is to contact your insurance company and see what you can work out? Yeah, that's what we tell them. And uh, pay attention to the stimulus options that may be available for federal and state from federal and state governments, so you may have some opportunity to regain some money there, and that's what the government's trying to do. In addition to that, we tell folks that um, file your claims. If you if you uh, have a claim with an insurance company, file it. If you can file for the stimulus packages, do so. And on the health side, I would just reiterate that um, all the companies that we deal with in Mississippi have waivered their copay and their deductibles um, when it comes to COVID-19, except for the short-term policies. But we don't have but less than a 1,000 of those in the state. That's just not an issue right now. And here's a bright spot through all of this. Automobile insurance or companies, insurance companies for car insurance, are offering discounts 
uh, or a credit actually, reducing people's bills because of the pandemic. Can you explain? I know that each company is different, but how did that come about? Well, it came about because there are less cars on the road, less accidents, and less need for rates. And the companies voluntarily uh, put all of this together and said, we'll give rebates back. And when you have one company does it, another one will do it. And it's like a, a snow slide or a landfall. It just starts or a landslide. It just happens real quickly. So we've, uh, we've got companies committed to giving back over $60 million at this point. Probably will be more before it's all said and done. And uh, we're reviewing the homeowner insurance policies around the state. We're reviewing those policies to see if there's any way that uh, there may be some reduction or some discounts on homeowner policies. Uh, that's something we're looking at now very actively. Can people find information on your website about all of this? We have a, a website, that www.mid.ms.gov that particularly covers the coronavirus, and we update it every day. Good to know. Mike Cheney is Mississippi's Insurance Commissioner. Thank you so much for some good information. Thank you, Karen. We appreciate MPB getting the word out. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. And fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.